Yeah, if you can cut your price in half. Right. Well, sometimes it's dramatic, especially with something like that. Everybody's so conditioned that next year a new one's coming out that the sales drop off because everybody's waiting. thing we see people thinking about all the time is do I or do I not buy that new toy yet and part of the decision-making process is well you know maybe the company's gonna come out with a new model pretty soon mm -hmm. and so if I don't want to buy this one and then have it obsolete you know in a month or two or whatever and that's a it's a fear um, that is justified, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens, and it's probably happened to everybody at some point. Sooner or later, it's going to happen to you if it hasn't, you know? And, uh, well, you see with, like, Apple products, there's websites that track the release times of different products, and so you know, well, last time the iPhone was released on this day, so we expect a new one here, and you look at historical trends, whatever, you draw conclusions. And you could kind of sort of judge based on how old the product is and how often they were historically changed, you could judge whether or not there's likely one in the future. But with headphones, a little bit less reliable than phone releases have ended up being. So I could see the trouble, right? A lot of times people say, well, this has been out a long time, so I wouldn't buy it. Or there's a new one coming out. And I don't know where people get this information because we have people talking that we, our company, Abyss, are coming out with some sort of new thing in the future and it's like news we're to unaware us. of it yeah, right so yeah, really. it's very curious that people are getting this information yeah. somehow because well it's called a rumor <laughs> mm -hmm. the rumor mill yeah, yeah who knows somebody where those start, start huh? yeah. somebody starts and it's like yeah oh yeah they're gonna come out with a new 1266 it's like, mm, we're not even working on that right now not even thinking I get about it, it right because yeah people draw conclusions like when diana tc came out everyone said well logically it follows that a new 1266 is coming out yeah it's not really how it works mm, not necessarily no but yeah I mean, clarification. given long enough span of time, something new yeah, eventually some will come out, probably. Yeah, but right. yeah, yeah, I, and I mean, you know, it's it's not, it, and that's the thing. I think people think that they're stuck on a certain period of time, and maybe it's because they know they've seen other companies change it up every year, or, you know, so on and so on. And I mean, I, you know, you, like one thing you can look at is the maturity level of the company, like how long they've been around. And like, you know, and also their track record, right? And you look at companies and go, well, you know, do they come out like Apple, right? They come out with a phone every year. It's almost a given, right? Mm -hmm. You know it's going to happen. So there's, right. there's no, you don't even have to think about it. Are you going to wait or not? Do you need a phone now or are you going to wait till the fall, right? Or right. whatever. And, uh, and other companies are like, it's, it's more, way, way more random. And, and I mean, you know, I mean, companies like Apple might have to do that, obviously, because it's high tech. They're in a huge industry. They're selling hundreds of millions of pieces whole different ball game right and they've probably figured out i think most companies look at sales like where do sales begin to drop off with a product you know and they probably know that their their cycle their sales cycle or their cycle time for a product is x especially with something like that everybody's so conditioned that next year a new one's coming out that the sales drop off because everybody's waiting once it gets to a month or two before sure. a new one comes out yeah, yeah it's sales drop off you know it's kind of uh what do you call it self-imposed yeah <laughs> with headphones it's a little different though with headphones, a lot of times, especially with more mature companies, they most likely are looking at sales. They're looking at, 
in the market, is the product still relevant? Are people sure. still looking at this product in a desirable light that they want to purchase it? And some companies also uh, lower the price over time if sales start to slow, generally speaking. Um, maybe they have enough margin in it where they feel that's justified, or maybe they just have such a big factory running these things. That's, at the time, the easiest way to improve the sales. Because to some companies, that's a really big factor. It depends how or, big you are. Or like you said, they have so many pieces they're eliminating inventory before they're trying the to get rid model. of them. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. like, I mean, given Apple, same thing. Like, last year's model gets cheaper when the new one comes out. So some people actually wait for that. They're like, well, yeah, right. I know th- I can get this one cheaper if I wait in, like, right. two months. That's right. a fair point, too. Yeah, because generally speaking, a new model makes the old model I mean, it might not priced. happen. Well, especially not always, if you're three, four gens back. Well, yeah. Occasionally, know? it actually increases the value of the old models. Yeah. But that's rare. There's definitely multiple approaches to this, and that's kind of the trouble. From the consumer side, unless you've been looking at these things for many years, it's hard to gauge when a new product is expected because sometimes companies release products because of business reasons, and other times they release it because they found a new cool thing to do. They, they have this new way of making a thing. They found an improvement, and it's so significant they want to call it a new product. Um, and other times it's just been enough time, and they figure, well, Spend a year, two, three, four years, whatever, and let's release a new product. Let's freshen this one up. Um, wow. So it's kind of hard from the outside to figure when's the best time to buy. You got some other companies that like we haven't changed this in twenty years. Yeah, know? really, no need. <laughs> no, yeah, it still does the same thing it did then, and so. it's doing now, and ain't no problem with what it does. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes you get that um, in electronics. That's not the case. Well, yeah, yeah. Rare, the, rarely the cutting case. edge things. Yeah. Like, can you think of anything you're using electronics that you used 20 years ago? I mean, I guess with that my, you're still using? the stereo system I have is pretty old at this point. It's That's time. true. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at upgrading uh, the two-channel side of it for a change. There's very little but, that I would use that's 20 years old. Yeah. It's just inevitably there's yeah. there's newer things anything that are cheaper with technology or technology. Yeah, I was going to say receivers, but no. Because like 10 years and you, you, like, yeah. you want all the new standards. Yeah, the HDMI wasn't yeah. in the older ones. Yeah, you, you were, they were obsolete. Obsoleted, uh, pretty, like, I, it, obsolescence occurred because the, the, the technology changed dramatically. That's most common, yeah. right? A lot of times you have something that works fine and serves your purposes. And in many years it still will. But yet things change around your device that makes this device no longer relevant. You yeah. no longer have a feature, an accessory, or your computer can't update the software to the latest version anymore. It's not supported. There's a new thing that doesn't run on it anymore or whatever. Well, I had a multi-channel processor in my multi-channel system, and yeah. it reached a point where I couldn't deal with it anymore because it didn't have any HDMI inputs. Right. It had nine spitter inputs. Yeah. It had optical and it had no HDMI. It's like, well, you reach a point where it just ain't working anymore. It just ain't well, working for you. You can't adapt it. You know? the, the thing is, it's like, yeah, that, that cycle's getting shorter, though, now. Because everything is like advancing quicker. Because uh, yeah. like if you have like a 1971 like you know analog receiver, you can still use it today, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be the same as it yeah. was then. AMFM, right? Yeah. Radio but, stations still exist. But when you start talking about yeah, anything with HDMI, yeah, it is trouble because we're seeing heavy integration of a lot of new features into a lot of products, and that tends to inevitably mean that your product is outdated faster. And that is something I find a little curious with headphones, uh, especially in high-end headphones, they shockingly both get outdated fast and very slow. It depends on your perspective. Because uh, there's a lot of people that are totally happy buying a previous generation flagship headphone. And to them, it's their end game and it's spectacular. And oftentimes they get a decent price on it. So they're happy with that. Yeah, if you can cut your price in half, 
Right. And, well, sometimes it's dramatic. You know, it just came out a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So it's that's pretty great in that yeah. regard. But other times, some people are a little displeased that a new model comes out. And now they feel compelled to upgrade. And um, I guess it depends on the person, right? Because plenty of people are happy with a year-old model. It doesn't matter to them. Other people feel like they have no choice but to replace it. And that's kind of the biggest issue. Yeah, and some people comment on that. Like you see people go, well, well, what's different today than yesterday? You liked it yesterday. Right. Now, all of yeah. a sudden, because there's another model out, you don't like it anymore. And it's, right. It is It is definitely, it makes you retrospect and go, well, you know, obviously it's a mental issue, right? You're getting mm. past, you're like, well, you always got to have the latest and greatest thing. You, and, you know, someone mentioned that to me a long time ago. Like, it's, it, it's, it's really about, it, it tends to happen, maybe it happens at every level, but I know the word flagship, let's say you had the best speaker that a manufacturer had, like, like Wilson Audio has a quarter million dollar per speakers, right? And you own them. And you got them because at the time, that was the most expensive thing that had, and that's what you wanted, the most expensive thing. Mm. Now they got a new most expensive thing. Mm-hmm. They know? do, actually. Yeah, right. And that happens, right? <laughs> yeah. So now now you're, you, ain't, you, you no longer have the title. You don't have the ability to say, I have the most expensive thing they make. And that's part of it, too, with some people. They... They want not only the latest, it's not even but the, the best the company yeah. makes. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and it, it isn't even a function of how much better it is; it's the fact that it exists. Yeah, and they want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's 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 okay. That's what makes the world go around. That's beautiful, you know. But it's that's one person's attitude. Where other people go, are you crazy? You just got that. You paid that much money. Now you want another one? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Why not? If you can afford it, who cares? Some people could justify it very easily. They say, well, a new product came out, cool, but I'm still happy with the one I have, so it doesn't matter to me. And to other people, it's upsetting. So I suppose it really depends on you as a person. And um, you're the type of person that knows you need to have the latest and the greatest. I would always buy close to the launch, um, but realize that, of course, inevitably, maybe in six months, two years, three, five years, uh, there's going to be a replacement. And it's hard to know when. Uh, it really depends on the company. I have. I think they could think of a solution to this. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're buying into a company that's mature and has had product line out there for a while, you, you basically you, you trust a new model when it comes out. Get it right away, because now you're a, the upgradeitis thing is as far out as you could possibly get. Well, that right. model just came out. Right. Yeah. You got. As long as you're gonna have the next one comes out, you know. So get it. That, yeah. You're done. That 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 solves the whole fear issue. Where if you wait and wait and wait and wait, obviously as you wait longer, you push that closer to the time where it might become obsolete. That's oh, yeah. one approach. Yeah. But you usually you all have, you also have a lot of the other approach. The people that say, "Well, I'm gonna wait because not enough reviews came out," or there's this new thing that's supposed to come out in the future. There's this new whatever that people are talking yeah, about that's going to be the latest and yeah. the greatest, yeah, so right? So a company might come out with something else. Yeah. And, and that's like, difficult. That really yeah, yeah. adds a new layer of complexity. Because yeah. now not only are you worried about the product you're going to buy being replaced, you're worried about a product coming out from another company that makes your product obsolete, right? It's so vastly superior. And you see this all the time. Remember when computers used to be like that? Hmm. It's back again don't you worry it's it's severe right now i mean it was crazy you you wouldn't want to get a new computer thinking there's a new one there's a new processor coming out yeah and that all stalled for years now you know the and there's been a long span where that wasn't the case but the fun thing is now that's back yeah so you see a lot of kind of newcomers that haven't experienced that yet (laughs) that they're saying i just got this and now there's this new thing that's 23 percent better well 
that's actually kind of good. Yeah. As that long as you always get that, as long as every six months you know a new thing's coming out, then you never need to wait. It kind of makes that waiting obsolete because there's always going to be something better on the horizon. So it doesn't, waiting is pointless. You'll never buy a thing, right? Yeah. Buy it when it comes out and it is what it is. But then you need to trust that it's going to be good if you're buying it when it comes out because inevitably you have that risk that it's not. Well, the other thing we ran into now is that everything's pretty good at this point. Mm-hmm. So waiting a little longer, yeah. it's not like right. you're like, you know, you're not hurt struggling. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it burns a little bit. New thing comes out and it's unexpectedly soon and it's a lot better than what you had or, or whatever. But the reality is it's pretty much always going to be that way. There's always going to be a new thing comes out. That I'm seeing a lot of people better. now that are, uh, are owning multiple headphones, which isn't really new, but they own all the flagships. And then they just sell off what they don't like. I mean, that's one way to roll through it. You know, just get get all the new ones. And if you don't like it, sell it. And of course, you're going to take a hit. But if you're spending 20, 25 grand on headphones, big deal. So what are you losing? I mean, you know, you're not worried about the hit. You know, that you're well, trying everything. You got to figure it out as soon as possible to maintain value. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. That's probably the best approach because then it guarantees that you get a long span of time, brand new product, you could try it in your leisure, you could try it with all different gear, do whatever you want with it. It's your headphone. And figure out what you like and bam, now you're good until right. that whole next round of stuff comes out from all the companies, right? Yeah. So that's another but way to do it. It's also the I'm most expensive that a lot. way. Yeah. yeah, it is the most expensive way, but it does get it, it certainly is a way to rock through it. You know, and I'm seeing that a lot, and people will make their decision based on own, actually owning them, which is really the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, borrowing stuff, it's like you don't really get it in a couple weeks. You know, I was just thinking, nobody does that with phones, I don't think, really. <laughs> I bought that's five true. different phones. I'm well, going to use each one and yeah. see which one I like. Well, you see that with some extreme yeah, tech I mean, enthusiasts, yeah. but is that is a minority. Yeah. The I, one issue I have with people that uh, borrow headphones, and you see this time and time again on forums, they borrow a headphone. They say that this is this particular model headphone. But some companies like us have continual iterative improvements. So the product you bought isn't necessarily entirely representative, or the product you borrowed isn't necessarily representative of the product you would buy if you were to buy that product new. And that's one issue. Um, you see this with a handful of companies, kind of like more techie companies, I guess, do the same thing. Like you look at like Tesla as a good example. Well, there's revs. Yeah, like electronics. Things continually iterate. All manufacturers usually have uh, multiple revs. The original model may not be exactly the same as there could be rev G on PC boards, you know, and that means it started with A, right? So figure that out number wise, and you see that a lot with all manufacturers. And you know, yeah, I, I, even with electronics, I see that where people go, oh, you know, this amp sounds like that, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what vintage is it? You know, well, you know, I got it when it was new. I said, well, how do you know they didn't change it since? So now reviewers and people that own the current Rev are talking about it and saying it's the greatest thing. So if someone goes out and buys a used one, that's the Rev A. It's difficult and to it's track. it's not the same. It's not necessarily the same. Doesn't, might have issues, might do this. Fun. I mean, you, know, you just don't know what, what you're dealing with. But wow. I, I see this all the time where it's like you're not really comparing apples to apples unless you get the new product. In Speaking the of apples. Yeah, Apple's the one that really screwed. You know, with the, like iPads, just calling them iPad. You're like, I don't even, know. I don't even, know. I own this one. I don't even know which one. Oh no, yeah, you know? the gen- <laughs> yeah, I have no like, idea. It's like I don't know. Past Gen two, I yeah, lost like, it. Uh, 
Yeah. So confusing. Yeah, right. That's a different Well, problem. they even stopped that now, right? They don't even know, right? They just, yeah, I, I was just like, <laughs> it's, track, track, it's yeah. a model number. Well, they started, it's like, ooh, the new iPad. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you only could do that for so That's long. That's the only way you know. Yeah. There's always a lot of complex reasons why companies would do this. But there's been a, a somewhat recent trend in uh, things like computer parts where, um, for whatever reason, manufacturers have, say, an issue getting a particular component. <laughs> and so they make the same thing with a slightly different part, and they call it the same. Um, right. But it performs differently. They have to re-engineer right? it to work with the new part. They don't tell you there's anything different, but it actually performs slightly differently. Sometimes it could be better, but you it don't It could know, be better, but it could be worse, that. and they don't advertise it. Right. And it's kind of understandable, but also a problem that they don't say that. Uh, <clears throat> and sometimes it's pretty severe. Sometimes the differences can be really remarkable. And... Um, it's a real issue as a consumer because you don't really know, you're not tracking these. Well, things particularly closely. if you're after like a certain feature set or something that you're you know that you bought it for because everyone said it does this well and now you buy and it doesn't do it well, and it's like okay, so was everybody wrong or did something change <laughs> or both? But you know anyway, yeah. I mean, bottom line is that's you know that's you know and, and it, again you know the tends to be the more mature the company, the less revs you're going to have. If any, you know, because, well, you know, if you've already done this uh, numerous times, you know, like, for example, let's say on our early model, we rock through 50 revs, which I'm just making a number up. I don't even freaking know. But yeah. it's, it's most of the revs are not have nothing to do with socks. Right. Might be fit and finish. Might be something, you know, the way the screw tightened, uh, longevity. Who knows? But mm -hmm. you rock through 50. So now you have that under your belt, those 50 revs. So when you come out with another model, all that stuff that you learned about is inherent. It's part of your DNA in the company. They keep carrying that forward. Yeah. So you don't need yeah. to go through all that again. You did all that. And so, you know, as you go through different models and over time, you know, that those things tend to weed themselves out because you've you already know the pitfalls involved in manufacturing these products. They certainly do. However, the flip side of that is you see people on forums and whatnot talking about this brand has this issue. And maybe it did, but it's like a things can change, right? Right. And that's kind of an issue. Um, there's a lot of companies that have that experience where the the companies that continually iterate and improve things. Um, again, Tesla is a pretty good example because they're one of the most extreme in this case. They change things all the time, and they say nothing about it. They don't tell you. And people say, "Well, it has this issue. It does this wrong, or this is bad on this car." And maybe that was fixed three years ago. But this thing continues to be talked about over yeah, and over. Yeah, it continues to go as if it's a current issue when the issue was resolved long ago. Yeah, we see that a lot. It mm -hmm. happens with every company, you know. And yeah, it's, it, it, I don't know what it is. There's certain people that like to, like, regurgitate history forever. And it's like, well, this is, this is now that it was then, you know. And it's, I don't know what it is about people. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, bottom line is that, yeah, it's something to be aware of that, you know, in, with 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 the buying the current model right away, it's always possible you run into something that's changed down the road. But like I know, I like for example, with our Dyna TC. I mean, we just came out with that, right? We haven't mm -hmm. changed anything since we came out with it. Nothing. No, done. We already knew it was. We've gone through a number of iterations of Dianas, and at this point, we had it down. When it was done, it was done. Anyway, um, it. I could see you could see the pitfalls and the fears that people have because they've gone through this before with various products and 
Sometimes they're obsolete. Sometimes they make changes. Sometimes all kinds of reasons why people think they got burned in the past because of they, they jumped into something. And it, it, yep. it's true. I mean, it just depends, you know. So it depends on who you're dealing with, the company and, uh, and the products and blah, blah, blah. And you, everything's a judgment call in life. That's just the way it works. It's a trade-off, though, because your options are either buy right away and then, well, you are guaranteeing you have the maximum amount of time before it changes. But you also have the option of it potentially having a running change that improves it or there's a new color option or a change in price or whatever. There could be a whole bunch of magnitude of factors that makes your product less exciting, shorter if you buy it early. So kind of depends on the person. To some people, they're willing to wait months and, and buy after all the reviews come out and that sort of thing. Other people, I think it's best probably just to buy it right away. If you trust a company, you like the product. I think for the most part, that's not a bad method because even if you don't like it, usually resells high for a long time when the product first comes out. So you could always resell it for nearly what you paid. Yeah, so and at that level, it's, not it's so bad. It certainly does maximize the time you have with that product before you need to think about this over again. Mm, think right. about this whole process over again, you know. So I mean, even if you wait a few months or so, I get that. You know, you say, say listen, wait a couple of yeah, reviews. Yeah, that's come not out. a bad method. You know, yeah. I mean, you're, you're the longevity's there with the product, assuming you're going to keep it after you get it. So yeah, it's not a bad. I think that's the safest way to go. You know, I don't know. I'm looking at like Bowers and Wilkins. I'm looking at their. I want to get their 802s and stuff. I've had the same speakers for 20 some years, and I know I know their sound. They're on the D4, the fourth iteration mm. of their Diamond tweeters, and I thought the D3 was pretty good. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'm ready for that. You know, so I've waited generations through this, and they've refined it. And I mean, the look and the machine, all the processes you see they go through to make a speaker. I think it's a bargain at this point, and I'm not trying to pump Bowers and Wilkins. I'm just saying that. You know, I've I worked for the company in the mid '80s. I've watched their product lines mature and grow. I've owned their products. We've owned their products. Yeah. We bought their products. We have a dealer locally that retails or sells their products. We get to hear everything they've made, right? So we kind of it's one of those speakers, just like headphones, that we've watched mature over mm. the years. Yeah, and they've changed a lot yeah, since the '80s. The whole damn thing, yeah. every nut, bolt, and screw. You know, and it's it's cool to see this this current line. I, I'm actually ready to. To, to 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 take the take the leap on a new pair of speakers, which I never really do with speakers, much too often. But yeah, well, gotta go here. Yeah, I I I'm gonna be doing that in in this coming week. I'm going going there because they said they got them all now, all the models and stuff, and set up in the store. One thing I found to be rather effective in the right setting is ask an engineer that works reasonably high up at the company what they think about the product. Yeah, it's yeah, well, shocking how that's not always the easiest thing. It's not always possible, right? But it, it's shocking to me how almost universally honest the engineers can be. Yeah, they tend to be that yeah. way, and they'll tell you. Well, if there's nobody there to tell them not yeah, to say right. anything, yeah. right? I did this a few times, and it, it's surprisingly effective. Some yeah. a lot of times, these people tell you, "Well, we're working on this thing, and in a few months or whatever, it's it, we expect to fix this problem that nobody really talks about or knows about." Uh, but surprisingly enough, if you could actually manage to do that, that's that's a pretty cool way to do it. Uh, a lot of times, if an engineer has confidence in the design, if they think it's a great product, it's a good time to buy. Yeah. Or if, if you can see they're like excited yeah, about, you know. If they're product. excited about it, yeah, right, definitely. Because yeah. sometimes it'll just be like, eh, it's all so right. they'll be proud to tell you about what they did. And right. Well, assuming they just didn't come out of college and this is their first project. Well, yeah. if they've been working at the company <laughs> yeah, a while. They've had to be working yeah. on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. they got some history. They're experienced, yeah. 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 Then usually that's actually a pretty good method. So it's if you true. could have a chat with somebody that, 
really knows what they're talking about that works at the company. Unfortunately, they usually keep those guys away from the telephone. That's right. A lot that's of times right. they're too that's honest. Right. Yeah, they're, yeah. Kind of, they're kind of busy making things. Well, yeah. that's... Yeah. yeah. But they yeah, don't know how to lie. Right. Yeah, right. But Or you get the guy that does answer the phone that's an engineering, the, the lead guy or whatever. And he's yeah. experienced hmm. and he's excited about something. That could tell you something about it too. He's oh, yeah. excited about it. If it's not a sales guys guy... Guys like that don't get excited too often. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you've seen it all. You've been yeah. doing this for 30 years. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Or even a sales engineer, even though they are sales. A lot of guys aren't sales sales. They're just hard engineers know, that answer the phone. Right. You know? So they're they're pretty, they're not pushing anything on you. They're just telling you the way it is. Well, especially if it's like a smaller company, though, you run into that where it's like, well, you know, the yeah. guy that's making something is answering the phone sometimes, you know. Sometimes I call companies up asking tech technical questions about a random product or whatever. And um, they have no interest. They don't care. They know nothing <laughs> about the product, right? And yeah. it's kind of off-putting. But uh, then occasionally you call up a company and they're excited about this one particular product. And sometimes they could even sell you on something you didn't know you wanted because they're so excited. They think it's the greatest, right? And it's, if you could get that experience, it's kind of a good option. So that's one of the cool things about going to shows. Yeah, right. Sometimes you get that. You usually are talking to an engineer. Or you could be talking to someone that really knows the, the owners. Yeah. You could get an impression. Do they think this is a good product? Yeah. I think that's powerful. Yeah, agreed. So there you go. I think... I think maybe we solved the dilemma for some people well, oh. and created a whole new one for yeah. others. Yeah. Well, yeah. typical what we do here. Yeah. Hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. Right. Go we, hold a gun to the engineer's head. And <laughs> yeah. Get all the what answers you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good method. Yeah. Yeah. Try that. Might work. Hmm. Well, right here, you got everybody right here at yeah. one table. So <laughs> well, here, we, here we go. G2G. Right yeah. Here. Well, I guess it, like Apple, you know, you got 10,000 engineers working on a project. Wow. Yeah. It's got a little harder. Yeah. 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 They're excited about this, like, yeah. one thing they changed. Oh, or I worked on the screw. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice Yeah. The screw. most excitement you'll see is when they do those big shows and, you know, they're on the stage yeah. and that that's it. That's that's the first and last time you'll talk to them that year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. But those guys are excited about everything they've ever done. Well, so. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be. Right. Otherwise, you'd have it's to. pretty much their job. Yeah. Hmm. That's their job. Yeah. They're trained. Mm. we got to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, on that note, as usual, we have to say au revoir. Mm. That's French. Tish, that's French. Mm. Take care, okay. everybody. Thumbs us up. Take care. <laughs>